there. Welcome to another episode of Live a Little. I'm your host, Allison Little. I write about health and wellness topics on my blog and share my fitness journey on Instagram. Be sure you're following the show on Instagram at Live a Little Pod and are part of the Live a Little Collective on Facebook so you're always in the loop and you never miss an episode. Hey, tricksters. Happy Halloween. If you are listening on launch day, I have a confession. I tried to say welcome to live a little in the intro and it came out little liver, which sounds pretty Halloween like to me. So for today, you are my little livers. Speaking of Halloween, I gotta admit I'm not the best at it. Like, I love seeing people's costumes, especially people who are good at cosplay, but I suck at makeup, I'm not good at planning, and I don't remember the last time I had a costume more than a few days beforehand. My costume for this year hasn't even come in yet, but it is expected anytime between now and November 2nd, so that is very on-brand for me. But Kyle did pick up an accessory, if you will, for our dog, Pepper, so she can participate in the pet parade our apartment complex is having. So we'll see if she can actually keep her little cowgirl hat on. I started therapy this week. I had my first session on Wednesday, and I think it went well. It always feels weird, for me at least, to spill my guts to someone new, especially without all of the pleasantries since we're limited on time. Not that I enjoy small talk anyway, but I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to having that unbiased professional person there so I'm not just unloading everything on my husband all the time. I posted on my Instagram story about how I've been doing, I guess, and just the fact that my mental health has impacted my motivation and ability to get shit done lately, to keep it short. And I also talked about how I sometimes battle myself over how open I think I should be about this type of stuff on my social media. And it isn't because I'm ashamed, no matter how not ideal it is, but because my hope for my presence on social media is to be a good example of what a realistic, healthy life looks like. And I sometimes feel like if I'm open and transparent about my moments of not being healthy, I worry that I will ruin any credibility or any trust that I may have built up with people. And being trusted is one of the most important things in life for me. And I guess I don't have a conclusion to this or a call to action of any kind. I just wanted to be honest about that and put it out there. In other news, I bought a new little isolation shield for my mic. So hopefully you can tell a big difference in the audio quality this week. But if you can't, that is a perfect segue into our topic for the day, which is managing expectations. And I think this is super important no matter where you are in your journey, whether you're a beginner or you're years into it. 
once again, with social media, it's easy to paint this picture in your head of what you think and hope your journey will look like based on what you've seen from other people. But as we all know, we aren't those other people. We don't have their exact body, their exact lifestyle. And even if we did have the same exact routine as another person, our bodies would still look and respond differently. There's a time and a place for external motivation, and there's nothing wrong with looking to others to get a little taste of that. But if you notice that all of the people you try to model yourself after have completely different body types and lifestyles than you do, that's when it's important to take a step back and think about whether you're actually gaining anything from doing that. When I first started my fitness Instagram, which is probably where you found me, I followed a lot of hugely buff girls like Danalyn Bailey. And it was different back then because no one was selling anything, not even people like Katie Hearn. They were just doing their thing and sharing what they did. And I loved following the big old bodybuilders back then because I didn't know how to build muscle. And instead of looking to someone whose body I really did want mine to look like someday, I took the advice of people who clearly knew how to build muscle first. I knew even back then that my body wasn't going to transform overnight. I wasn't going to look like Miss Olympia within a few months just because I was working out like her. So choosing your role models wisely will take you a long way. Another part of the same tip is don't compare yourself. There's a difference between looking up to someone as a role model and comparing yourself to them. So be sure to look inward and think about the types of thoughts and feelings you have when you are admiring someone else. If you find that you're looking at them as a way to try to bully yourself into being more like them, you're going to have to unfollow. For the sake of your sanity and your self-esteem, please unfollow. Another part of any journey you go on is goal setting. If you're not setting goals for yourself, it's going to be harder to get anywhere. It's hard to stay focused and know your why if you don't have anything specific you're striving toward. Sure, you could be a beginner at lifting weights and say, I'm setting a goal to squat 200 pounds for reps. But how long will that far off goal keep you motivated? Once you realize that, depending on where your starting point is, that that's a goal that takes years to accomplish, it takes away some of the excitement. So you find out pretty quickly whether or not your goals and the habits you're forming to get you there are sustainable. And if you need help setting realistic, sustainable goals, be sure to listen to my episode on that exact topic if you haven't already. So these tips up to this point have been about managing your internal expectations or the way that you think about yourself, your own goals, your journey. But another thing I want you to keep in mind is to pay attention to your external expectations as well. And I wanted to be sure to mention that because that's what we're in the middle of now. The pandemic is the perfect example of an external factor that you can't plan for. 
It was in no one's playbook to be out of their routine for months at a time. But we don't have a choice other than to work around it and do what we can. So if your expectations don't give you any wiggle room in the event that anything beyond your control pops up, you're going to have a bad time. And this part isn't about being able to see into the future and creating a plan. It's about knowing that sometimes shit happens. Shit gets in your way and you have to deal with it. So that's when it becomes time to give yourself grace, acknowledge that not everything can go according to plan all the time, and then begin to plot out where to go from there. You have to have some flexibility, otherwise you're just going to break when there's a bump in the road. And external expectations could also be the way that you want other people to react to your progress. When a lot of people set out to lose weight, for example, they're externally motivated by other people complimenting them and noticing their progress toward their goals but then those compliments stop coming in or at least slow down and it feels pretty shitty. And if all of your motivation and drive depends on whether or not someone else recognizes what you're doing, you probably won't stay interested for long. So that's why you can't rely on external validation from others because they don't know all of the work that you put in to reach your goals. You do. They don't know about all of the bad days you have where you just want to give up but choose not to. But you do. So don't rely on other people for their validation because, sure, it's nice to be complimented on something you're proud of, but don't let it become something that you need. And my last tip is possibly the hardest one to swallow, and that is to be honest with yourself. How many of us have started counting calories only to lie in our food log? How many of us have felt disappointed by a lack of progress when we know we haven't been putting in the work? And this is something that doesn't come right away, this level of honesty. I think most of us want to believe that we really are doing everything we can to hit our goals. But not only is it unrealistic to be 100% on it every single day, But that isn't what we should strive for either. Consistency over a long period of time will get you so much further than 100% consistency toward unrealistic goals for a few weeks before you crash. To go back to the calorie counting thing, I know people do this because I did it. When I was counting macros and working really hard to stay on top of that and make sure I hit all of my nutritional goals and make my favorite foods fit into that, I didn't always succeed. And sometimes when I didn't, I would lie on my fitness pal. I'd tell myself I'd only eaten one serving of peanut butter when I'd really had three. And I know this may seem harmless, but it's like, Who are you lying to? What are you afraid of? And it's a slippery slope because that's when you begin to see food as good and bad or even just demonize food completely. And this is just one example of the ways we can lie to ourselves. 
from a non-weight loss perspective, there's been plenty of times when I've been down on myself for not being stronger or making more strength gains in the last year or six months or whatever it is. And usually I find that I'm upset either because I've seen the progress someone else has made and compared myself, or I realize I haven't been putting in the level of effort it would take to actually achieve the goal I'm after. So that's when I've had to make the conscious decision to, once again, reevaluate my goals. And when I found that my goals are within reach and are still things I want, I buckle in and do what it takes. I'm all about being gentle with ourselves and giving ourselves a break from all of the pressure. But the fact is, when you've got somewhere you want to be, you have to be realistic with yourself. And sometimes that isn't always giving yourself a break. Sometimes you do have to give yourself that tough love to get to where you want to be. Not only in what your end goals are, but how you're doing along the way. Are you actually doing the things that will get you to your goals? Or are you doing the bare minimum and still wondering why it's not happening? So there has to be that level of honesty with yourself. Don't set expectations so high that you have to lie to yourself when you can't reach it. Even when you're setting lofty goals, make sure they're still possible. So when managing your expectations, choose your role models wisely. Don't compare yourself. Set sustainable goals. Don't forget external expectations. And be honest with yourself. And before we go, I do have another small business shout. And this week that goes to the Drawhorns. I'm sure you're all sick of hearing about my wedding, but I'm still feeling like a newlywed and I'm so happy with everything now that we've received all of our photos and now our video. I feel like they did an awesome job capturing how much fun we've really had. And if you can believe it, there are parts of the day that didn't even make the cut. If that tells you anything. So if you want to elope, I couldn't recommend doing it and hiring the Drawhorns more. They did what feels like all of the work for us. They planned the trail that we would hike to get to the location that we wanted. They made sure we had multiple backup plans if the pandemic were to affect any of our plans. They did our photography and videography, of course, but they also acted as our efficient witness and just even reworked the bouquet that I picked up from the farmer's market and made it look like an actual bridal bouquet for me. So I truly could not recommend them more. And if you're already married, don't worry because they do little adventure sessions too. So you can still have all the fun that we had on our trip and get your pictures taken, even if you're already married. So that's something that we already want to do with them one day. So be sure to check them out. Give them a follow if you want to see beautiful, authentic elopement photography in gorgeous locations. And you can find them at the Drawhorns on Instagram, and their website and stuff can be found from there too. Or um, I guess the easiest way would be to just go to my Instagram. I just posted a clip from our video, and you can find them tagged there. 
So here we are at the end again. Thank you for listening to another episode. If you found this episode valuable, it would mean so much to me if you subscribed and left a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. This bumps the show up in the ratings so that more people find the show, which in turn helps our collective to grow. And let me tell you, that exciting stuff I have coming up that I keep mentioning, everyone in the Facebook group is going to get the first look at everything. So if you want in on the secret before the cat's out of the bag, be sure to join. I'll have links to everything in the show notes for you. And if you feel so inclined and are able to give monetary support to the show, I would love for you to join the Patreon. Your five bucks a month will help me reach my first goal of upgrading to a laptop so that I can stop giving myself carpal tunnel doing all of this on my phone. I actually had added some really nice additional thoughts to my notes for this episode, but my phone keeps taking it upon itself to delete my notes. So I can't wait for that sweet, sweet upgrade. So that's where we'll leave it this week. I hope you have a safe and happy Halloween. Please eat the damn candy. Don't feel guilty. And I will catch you in the next one. Bye!